0: A new seven part series from CBC Podcasts, available now. This is a CBC Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to Laugh Out Loud in the Summer. I'm your host, Ali Hassan, and we start today's show with a quick announcement. One of the best comedy shows in this country is back this fall Accent on Toronto will be taking place on October 11th at the Danforth Music Hall. We'll be announcing that lineup next week, and tickets will be going on sale very soon. So if you're in Toronto, save the date and stay tuned to our website for details. We get things going today with a performer we previously recorded at Accent on Toronto in 2019. You might not have been there, but you can, and many of you do, hear him each week on CBC Radio as the host of Because News. Here is the multi-talented Gavin Crawford.
0: Hello! Hey! hey. Oh, you guys are amazing already. Uh, I'm so happy to be here at Accent on Toronto uh, because I love Toronto. I live in Toronto. I'm not from Toronto because people aren't. Um... (laughs) I'm originally from, uh, Southern Alberta, but I've lived here for, uh, I think almost 25 years I've lived in Toronto. Just to put that in perspective, um, I came here so long ago when I first moved here, Toronto only had two subway lines. So, so much hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I grew up in the Bible Belt of, uh, Southern Alberta and, uh, Well, even as a little kid, I always wanted to grow up and move to a big city like Toronto. Not Toronto, but (laughs) a big city like Toronto. I was reminded of this recently uh, by my dad because I called my dad back in Alberta and to ask him if he could um, look in uh, the trunk in the basement and send me some of my childhood records uh, because I'm uh, getting into vinyl now. (laughs) Uh, because I'm, I guess, a bit of a hipster. Uh, And also, I'm so dumb that I thought it would be a good idea to pay for my music again a sixth time. Is that right? Record, cassette, CD, MP3, streaming service. Record again, yeah, six. I'm probably the only person I know who spent upwards of $250 on the soundtrack to The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. It's a great soundtrack you guys um so i called my dad and asked him if he could find uh my records from childhood and he phoned me back and he's like oh i found a bunch of records in the basement uh, so i'll send them to you also i found a diary of yours from when you were 14. Uh, and i'm like oh great uh, send that too and he's like oh yeah i need to because it is hilarious <laughs> and i'm like what you read it and he's like oh yeah And then he starts reading it to me (laughs) over the phone. Now, I don't know if I can quite describe how humiliating it is to have your dad read your 14-year-old diary to you over the phone, but I might be able to show you uh, because he sent it to me. And I have it here, this actual diary from 1985. uh, Yep, when I was 14 and a half. Uh, So this is the kind of kid I was. It says here on the first page, Hi, in case you're reading this book 10 or more years after my death, (laughs) which will be exactly who knows when, (laughs) here's a little BG info. I am 14 years old and I live in the so-called city, underlined, of Lethbridge. And then I've written in brackets, a pissant little hole. With a population of three. And then an arrow that says exaggeration. Guess I wanted to be accurate. Maybe 63,000. Anyway, it's not all caps underlined three times New York.
2: Yeah. that was
0: me. Uh, I did always want to live in a city and then, so my dad's reading this to me on the phone and I'm like, great dad, just send it to me. And he's like, oh no, 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 you should hear some of it's kind of sad. (laughs) And then he starts reading it. Uh, He's like, listen, this is, I'm sorry, we grew up uh, Mormon and it was very churchy where I grew up and my dad's like, yeah, I'm sort of sorry about this in retrospect, but listen to this. And he literally reads, he's like, you wrote, I can't believe the narrow-mindedness of the Mormons. Generally, people in my church are very rude and stuck on themselves. Our church class made a video depicting dress standards that was truly rude and ignorant to people that were different. Why would people want to be Mormon if that's what they're like? P.S. Last week, I wore some pink suspenders with my pants, and now I'm almost afraid to again. You see, my dad thinks that anyone who dresses different is gay. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm sure whenever I put on a pair of pleated pants, I suddenly get an urge to chase guys. (laughs) And then I've written in uh, all caps, (laughs) "bullshit," Because we were very Mormon. and then my dad, after reading this to me on the phone, just like takes like a little pause and then he's like, Did I call it? <laughs> like, thanks, Dad, you jerk. Uh, then I hang up on it. Because I'm rude. That's what they think, that I'm rude. I'm a rude person because I live in Toronto. And all people from Toronto are rude. We're rude big city people uh that's what they think in alberta i always tell my dad uh we're not rude we're just too busy for you (laughs) i don't know maybe i am rude if i'm rude though it's not because of toronto uh if anything i'm rude because of my iphone uh really because i'm kind of a bit addicted to my iphone and it makes me do rude rude things sometimes like I, i occasionally I'm just not one of those like put the phone down and look at the world around you kind of people. You know, I'm the other kind of people, the bad kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm the kind of people who occasionally will start checking my texts in the middle of a conversation, which I know is super rude, but I have done it. Like not too long ago, I was trapped in this very Toronto conversation with a guy who thought you know, five minutes after I walked off stage was the best time to tell me everything that was wrong with Canadian theater. You know, the type that was just like, I just think everybody is playing it so safe, you know? Like, not like in Berlin. I was recently in Berlin for Zeitgeist. Do you know Zeitgeist? It's this amazing festival of, like, performance imagery and wolf fisting. Anyway. (laughs) The work there was just so visceral, like, just so raw, you know? And don't even get me started on the map. Excuse me, but are you texting someone? I was like, I didn't even have the heart to tell him. No, I just got bored and started playing Bejeweled. He's like, see, this is the whole problem with North American society, you know? Like, here we are having a great face-to-face conversation. What could be so important that you have to haul out your eye thing and disengage? I don't know, anything? You know, I just long for the old days when you could go to a party and talk to people, you know, without everyone staring at their Crackberry. (laughs) Why is it that always the people who are demanding that you have a face-to-face conversation are the last people that you want to have a face-to-face conversation with? You know, and they're always longing to go back to some bygone era. But, you know, I mean... Sure, the technology has changed, but I don't think it's really that different. I mean, people have been trying to get out of conversations like that since, like, the Downton Abbey days. (laughs) You know, like, oh, Mary, isn't this a wonderful party? Oh, look, there's Lord Foppington. Do go over and say hello. Oh, Mama, must I? The man is insufferable. Ah, Lady Mary (laughs) Crawley, as I live and breathe. You look ravishing. How did you enjoy the production? No need to answer. I found it all frightfully familiar. But then, of course, there is a general lack of risk-taking in the theater, (laughs) as I Not like in Berlin. I was recently in Berlin. Excuse me, Lady Mary, but a letter's arrived for you, (laughs) which requires your urgent attention. Oh, thank you, Carson. Uh, excuse me, Lord Farthington, I must go attend to this letter which I wrote myself this afternoon and handed to Carson, should this very occasion arise. Oh, hang it all. What could be so important in a damn letter that you have to leave a perfectly thrilling face-to-face conversation? How I long for the days before the Royal Mail Service. And two people could engage without fear of interruption. Yes, and I suppose you'd just like to go all the way back to the days when you could just club me over the head and drag me back to your cave. Good day, Lord Farthington. Oh, dear, a suffragette. (laughs) It'll never last. No, I don't mind if it makes me rude. I like my phone. I like being able to text in the middle of conversation. I like being able to text my dad instead of calling him on the phone since he basically talks in text anyways. Truck's in the shop, weather's okay, yep, nope, yep. <laughs> I like knowing that if I was ever lost in the woods, I could just hollow my iPhone, boot up Grindr, and see how many other gay men were lost in the woods with me. <laughs> You know, it's great. So. And you know, I don't, think, I don't think people in Toronto are rude. People in Toronto are very friendly. Uh, anyone in Toronto will talk to you uh, a lot. You just have to talk to them first. That's how we roll. You don't say anything, they won't say anything. So it's hard for me because I'm very shy and I just will not engage in conversation with a stranger. The only time I've ever struck up conversations with strangers was in a smoking section somewhere. Uh, when I used to smoke because, you know, you can like, you're all crowded in a tiny little area like social pariahs and you need to bum a light from somebody or something. But then I quit smoking and I started, uh, tried vaping instead which is uh, like smoking but probably healthier and definitely douchier. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you don't, it's not a great uh, way to meet people because you don't need a light uh, of vapes. You can't bum a light. You can't ask somebody to You know, can I have some of your vape? Because that's just unhygienic. (laughs) So you know, it's uh, it's not a real good conversation starter. I even tried uh, this summer. I was in the park in High Park, and I was uh, you know vaping to myself. And uh, I saw some a group of young younger people kind of crowded around a picnic table, and they were all vaping. And I thought, you know, maybe just for a trial, just I'll just go over there and uh, try to fit in. And I use the term fit in very loosely here because, you know, they're all in their mid-20s and when they vape, they look like a cool gang from Back to the Future. But when I do it, I just look like, I don't know, Sherlock Holmes, like, I say, Watson, her grizzly business, Ah." Uh, But I went over and I kind of stood by them and it sort of worked, kind of like one of the, uh, one of the vaping guys did start talking to me. It was just a boring vape conversation. He was like, Wait a minute, is that Unicorn Puke? Yeah, I thought I smelled a heady mixture of strawberries and hay. Yeah, Unicorn Puke used to be my all-day vape, but then I got a bigger tank, and I find with the sub-ohm coil, like, you really need a thicker juice. And I was like, yeah, thicker juice. Oh god, did I just imitate that guy right to his face? Because I do that sometimes. And then I realized that I probably am actually just rude because I wasn't even listening to what the guy was saying, just more the way that he was saying it because this guy had like pretty powerful vocal fry and like also he kind of talked in that upspeak that I associate with like valley girls and the uneducated. started thinking about the inherent misogyny of that and like who am I to think that this guy is uneducated like I don't know lots of people have vocal fry that are perfectly smart Ira Glass from NPR has vocal fry and he's you know a genius hello I'm Ira Glass today on This American Life we're talking about vocal fry it's a particular way of speaking that a lot of people have including myself and I started to wonder is this just the way people talk now like Is this just the next step in our collective vocal evolution? And you know, it could be, because language does change. You know, 60 years ago, everybody talked like, Morning, Jim, how's the family? Oh, fine, Chuck, fine. Say, that's a hell of a jacket. Oh, thanks, Jimbo, you're looking pretty swell yourself. Say, what say you and I go to the lavatories and make whoopee and then go back to our wives? That'll be fine, Chuck, just fine. (laughs) You know, so language does change. It's entirely possible that in the very near future I could go to the doctor and he's just gonna be like, yeah. So, um, there's no easy way to say this. But it's definitely cancer. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it, you know, to be fair to the, the vaping youngsters, they were, uh, they were very intelligent, even though they spoke in vocal fry. Uh, in fact, they were all on their way uh, that very afternoon to go see Shakespeare in the Park, a smart thing to do. Uh, and I really wanted to go with them, because in my mind I was imagining the Shakespeare would just sound like this. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have a lighted fools the way to dusty jack out out brief canal. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. But it kinda works. Uh, so I don't know. I'm happy I'm very happy right now because I live in Toronto and also I now work in Toronto, which is a new exciting thing for me. Uh, Because for a long time, uh, 22 minutes shot in Halifax, uh, and um, I like Halifax, yeah, but I don't love it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I lived in Toronto, so I had a split life. And now, uh, because I uh, have Because News and we tape in Toronto, I get to uh, work in Toronto all the time, which is very fun for me. And also a little weird because it's uh, CBC Radio, And I've always had a kind of a weird love-hate relationship with CBC Radio. Uh, I mean, I love it, we all love it, right? CBC Radio, woot woot! It's bringing you this! Uh, You know, it's a national institution, but at the same time, uh, you know, we make fun of it a lot, because CBC Radio, let's face it, can be, how do I put this politely, a little dry, sometimes, you know? I mean, you wouldn't think Canadians were the most exciting bunch if you judged them by the people who call into CBC Radio. (laughs) You know, it's not that they're uninteresting, it's that they're aggressively uninteresting. (laughs) You know, and I don't blame the people for calling in. No, it's that's, uh, you know, on the host, we bear that responsibility. I mean, we encourage it sometimes. I heard on CBC radio not too long ago, a host say like, today on the program, we're talking about lineups. Call us with your interesting lineup stories. There's no such thing. You don't ever get that on American Talk Radio. American Talk Radio, like everything else in America right now, is just full-on crazy all the time. American Talk Radio, they're just like, today on the program, we're asking a question. At what stage is a fetus legally allowed to own a handgun? We are taking your calls. People call in, I think conception, I really do. Hell, I tell you what, I'd arm my sperm if I could. Pow, pow, Not CBC Radio, nope. Doesn't do that at all. CBC Radio calls are more like, here's an actual uh, a, a call that I heard um, uh, a while ago on CBC Radio, someone called in. It basically sounded like this. Uh, hello, uh, this is Ken from Creek River. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I couldn't help but uh, call in when I heard that you were looking for interesting stories about uh, packaging. <laughs> I, uh, I had a really funny thing happen to me uh, not not too long ago, you know. Uh, well, what happened was we had a bit of a storm, eh? And uh, the power went out, and uh, so I had to put new batteries in the flashlights, and uh, so... Yeah, I went to, uh, you know, tried to get the batteries open and, uh, they just were, uh, just couldn't get them open, you know, they were just, like, so tough, uh, right? And, uh, yeah, I fiddled with them for quite a while. And, uh, anyways, uh, well, so, uh, that's not the funny part of the story. Uh, so, anyways, I went to the kitchen to get a knife, you know, because, uh, well, we live in a ranch-style bungalow, so it wasn't too far to go. And, uh... So I got a knife and I started trying to jimmy these darn batteries open, right? And of course, here's where it gets a bit comical now. So, of course, I'm trying to get the batteries open and my hand slips and up comes the knife. And I gashed a big uh, cut in my forehead, you know? So a quick trip to the emergency uh, and 15 stitches later, thank God for Canadian healthcare, eh? Uh, Yeah, and uh, uh, now I never did get the darn batteries open, but uh, but, uh, the funny thing is now I've got a sort of a lightning-shaped scar on my forehead, uh, you know, and uh, the wife uh, likes to tease me she calls me uh, Harry Potter, after the boy wizard from the book of the same name. You know and of course I, uh, I tease her back too, I say, uh, well it's a good thing for uh, you that uh, I'm not a wizard or you'd have disappeared years ago. I'd have a wife that enjoys intercourse. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Yeah, CBC Radio, we love it and we hate it. Uh, You guys have been amazing. I'm Gavin Crawford. Thank you very much. Have a great night.
1: With a fantastic set from Accent on Toronto in 2019, that is Gavin Crawford. You can hear him each week on Because News which is returning to CBC Radio for another great season this month. Before we wrap, here's a short set from one of our favorite comedians around these parts, also recorded at Accent on Toronto in 2019, it's John Paul.
3: All right, you kind of got me all musically inclined now. So now, if it's okay with you, I'm going to try to tell a story about my childhood. Is that okay with you guys? Is that okay with you, George? You can play whatever you want to play. So, like I said, I grew up here in Toronto, and uh, my parents came all the way from Trinidad and Tobago to give me and my no other brother or sister, because I'm an only child, to give me opportunities to do stuff different that they couldn't do in Trinidad, like wear sweaters. (laughs) It's really hot. subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so they moved here and they sent me to a private school in high school i went to de La Salle college on uh, avenue road just south of st Clair. yes thank you because according to my parents i'm not sending you to no public school with the rest of them children you no, no, we didn't move all the way here so you could get that kind of education we get any best money could buy those were my parents What they fail to tell me is, I would probably be one of four other black people in the entire school. They don't really import them. I don't know who the hell that is laughing, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Summertime rolls around, grade nine. My white friends come up, JP, it's summer, man. Why don't you come up to the cottage with us? I'm like, hey, don't really go to the cottage. What do you guys do up there? You know, we go sailing. Black people don't really go sailing. (laughs) You guys remember what happened the last time you tried to take us sailing? (laughs) Here, put these chains on, they help you float better. (laughs) Are you sure? They asked me in grade nine. I said, no. Grade 10, summer, I said, no. Grade 11, summer rolls around. Hey, JP, we are you doing this summer? You want to come up to the cottage? I didn't want to be one of those people that my parents moved all the way here and to not experience something different that they would have experienced. So grade 11, summer, I said, yes, I'm going to go to the cottage. I'm going to go with my white friends because they're my friends. They've been my friends for the last three years. They care about me. That was the summer I realized that white people wanted to kill me. (laughs) They took me up to the cottage. Said we'd go water skiing. Now, I've never been water skiing before, but my friends, they were gonna take care of me. sitting in the water, safety first. Got my life jacket on, bright orange, so people can see me. Skis are up, I'm holding on to the rope. That's when I found out that you can actually, you have to be drunk to drive a boat to pull someone to water ski. That's the rules. Boat takes off, but before it takes off, they say, JP, the only thing you need to remember about water skiing, one rule, don't let go of the rope. (laughs) Boat takes off, I take off, I'm up and I'm water skiing. Sun's hitting me, mist is blowing in my face, I'm up on two feet, people are waving, barbecuing corn. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm water skiing, I'm a natural. My friends turn around, and they give me the thumbs up. I don't know anything about water skiing. I grew up in the 70s, and a thumbs up used to come from a really cool guy named Arthur Fonzarelli on a show called Happy Days. And a thumbs up meant, hey. So I showed off, let go, gave them the thumbs up, Hey. I found out that in water skiing language, thumbs up means, do you want to go faster? I'm giving the thumbs up like arthur fonzarelli is my second name they start laughing the boat takes off i take off it's going faster i'm going through the water mist is hitting me harder in the face the sun is a little hotter people are waving a little faster then all of a sudden one of my ski goes the other ski i don't panic i'm barefoot i'm a natural Boat takes a turn, I take a turn. I go flying through the air after I hit a wave. Ah, slow motion, baby. But I don't panic. Why? Because my friends love me and they gave me a strong piece of advice. Whatever you do, JP, don't let go of the rope. <laughs> they drag my black ass for 15 minutes <laughs> before I let go. <laughs> Families on the shore barbecuing and corn going, what's that? an orange then going through the water.
1: <laughs> Are those chains on his feet? <laughs> that was John Paul bringing us to the end of our show today. Don't forget Accent on Toronto is back October 11th. Keep an eye out for tickets. My thanks today to the Danforth Music Hall, Tracy Rideout, recording engineers Doug Doctor and Kyle Kudasevich, And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. That is it for another summer season of Laugh Out Loud. We are back next week to kick off our 16th season with a bunch of brand new stand-up comedy. Thank you for spending time with us over the summer. My name is Ali Hassan. I'll see you back here real soon.
0: For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.